What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Kyle Thumb, and this is the Solar Growth Podcast. And today, our podcast is brought to you by my company, which is solarboom.io. Everything that your solar business needs to go boom. If you have any interest in marketing or other resources that can help solar sales pros, make sure to check out solarboom.io. And now, let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? This is the Solar Growth Podcast, a podcast designed to help solar professionals to grow their business and close more deals. My name is Kyle Thumb with CleanEnergyMarketing.com, and I am your host who interviews top sales and marketing professionals to get the inside tips and strategies that are currently working in the solar industry. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Right, so we are live. Um, so this is Kyle, and this is Solar Growth Hacks number twelve. Um, today I'm talking with uh, Sunny J Rock, um, and Sunny is uh, an awesome dude. Um, more on the sales slash install side, and less on the marketing. Um, but we're what we're well, the reason I wanted to have him on this podcast and talk to him, and is because he not only does he run probably the my favorite Facebook group for, for solar professionals, but he also just seems to have a wealth of knowledge and he seems to really care about helping people to grow their business in, in good ways. So Sonny, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Um, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we were, so we were just talking uh, about, like the reason I do this is because I wanna highlight people that are trustworthy in the solar industry and uh, I should say solar and marketing industry because both those industries seem to attract people that are um, a little bit on the slimy side and the reason I wanted to talk to you is because you obviously have invested your time and energy to just help solar professionals uh, and what I'm talking about is your is your Facebook group and all the other stuff and uh, obviously I don't we've never talked on the phone or anything so this is our first time talking um, but one of the things that has become apparent is the solar industry does seem to kind of have way too many scammers and people out there that aren't really trustworthy um, is, is that something that you have seen well I I definitely think that the the conversation about people maybe not getting what they thought they were going they were paying for or not receiving anything at all when they were paying for coaching or leads or marketing help uh, things like that or even even on the install side you know some installer that uh, doesn't pay you know, uh, the appropriate commissions out on, a, you know, a build, you know, some of the smaller ones will do that. It, you hear things all around and I don't think it's solar industry specific that the solar industry is, you know, attracting this higher number of shady people. It's, it's the solar industry has a lot of opportunity to make money and when there is no ceiling on how much you can make, unfortunately, it it encourages greed. And for ambitious people, they can, wow, I can make more sales, I can do more, you know, and, and it's, it's designed to reward those people. But some of the people who want to take real big shortcuts, it will, 
it will bring in some shady characters. But I, I think that you would find that in any industry that, you know, basically didn't have any credentials to uh, offer financing and structure projects and, you know, no measures of real accountability. So I'm sure that will change in the future. I cannot see how things the way they are now are this way two, three years from now. My personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I also, I mean, I, I think it is something that does happen in industries that are even more re regulated, uh, but it's something that is definitely more common in sure. industries like solar that are newer and kind of, I, I like to say yeah. it's kind of like the Wild West. I think like five years ago is uh, probably a billion times worse than it is now. But it's the main thing is that I, I'm a marketing guy and I, the way I got started was I talked to like hundreds of people in the solar industry and way like everyone I talked to had not only been burned, but they've been burned by like, like a handful of times. And there, there's a lot of reasons for that. Like a lot of times they're burned by a marketing guy because uh, for whatever reason, they just didn't have the systems working. Like the systems just didn't work out. The, the connecting the dots from lead to appointment to sale just wasn't fine tuned enough. And, but a lot of times there's people that just took advantage of them where they, they said, oh yeah, you give us three grand, we'll get you a billion leads. And then they, they disappeared and you find out that they've done the same thing to hundreds of other people. Uh, I, I want to know about what, what made you want to, uh, start your Facebook group. So your Facebook group, Solar Pros on Facebook is, uh, like I said, it's my favorite in the, the solar industry. I have a, a group as well that I kind of modeled uh, after yours, but we're focused more on the marketing side. Um, what, what was it that made you say, hey, I, I want to create this resource for, for solar professionals? You know, the, the biggest reason why is I just, I wanted to create a place that First and foremost, we would, you know, subscribe to the law of abundance that helping you does not hurt me. And I wanted to, I, because the solar industry is constantly evolving just with equipment, financing programs, utility, you know, um, interconnection policies. And as you grow your own personal business or your you know, your referral network, you're, you're going to start working in areas that you're, you're not always in. And just, I wanted to create a place where it would be a free exchange of information, sharing best practices, helping one another, you know, and all in a effort to sell more solar, to help each other sell more solar. Because I, I honestly believe that when somebody puts, you know, glass on a roof in Florida, it, it helps me in Arizona. Like just the more panels are on a roof nationwide, it just helps us all. So, and we've done exactly that. You know, I, I really appreciate the kind words you said, said about the group and I take the group serious. Uh, you know, people seem to really like the group and the, and the biggest reason why I think that is, is because I do try to vet the people wanting admission and and it, it can be tough because there are fake profiles or people who just want to get into the group to market to the group or have something to offer that their prime audience are solar salespeople, you know, sales organization owners or, or installers. So like they want in so bad because they just 
feel like we created this group so they could sell to us all day, but that really wasn't the case. So I think people yeah. really like it because it it's, it's exclusive. Yeah, it is. And that's, um, I remember when I first started or when I post, I posted in your group like a few months back and it was, and it was refreshing that you actually like had that conversation with me. And, uh, so I, I just, I, I, because I, I'm a person that leads with value. And, and I think that's something that a lot of so-called marketers fail to recognize is um, that you need to provide value. Like they, they go to these groups and they just want a cold message, send messages. They want to uh, do friend requests. They want to post their, their ads. Um, they want to, I mean, there's some, I have a handful of people that I can think of just off the top of my head that I, I've kind of done the same thing in my group where I said, hey, look, uh, I, I get that you want to promote yeah. yourself, but you got to provide value before you ask anyone to do anything. And if you don't do that, then I'm going to consider it spam and you'll be removed. Uh, so I guess it, you've obviously worked with, um, based on information I've seen, I know that you've worked with a handful of different marketers and you have people that you vouch for. Uh, what mm. What is it that you think separates those people um, or what is it that you look for when you uh, start working with someone who's possibly going to be able to set you up with leads? You know, in the, I've been buying leads and working with marketing, you know, solar marketing guys and things like that for, for years now. And, and up until like the last six, seven months, I was exactly what you had kind of described where you know, you give somebody money and then they, they disappear or you just, just get, uh, you know, a, a, a dump truck dumped on you of really, really poor quote unquote leads. That is just data. It's, they're not leads at all. And just, it just didn't really work out. Um, and so, you know, that's one benefit I've had being, the administrator of the group is just watching people who do provide value, who have multiple people, you know, supporting this person's um, efforts and work. And it doesn't mean that they have to be the best ad creator, the best marketing company. It really just comes down to doing what you say you're going to do. And I know that sounds like, whoa, that sounds so basic, but in a, you know, in online advertising and lead generation, I do feel like it is an opportunity where people who really don't know that much, but they know more than me because it's, that's not my expertise. So it's not hard to, you know, pull the wool over a, a person who's selling solar all day and trying to build systems and push projects and, you know, talk about pipelines and, you know, in the construction process. And then all of a sudden you have a five minute phone call with somebody about Facebook and you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Because it's, it's just not my expertise. And a lot of these guys, it's just it's not their expertise. They're selling solar. So, um, but what, what makes the difference is exactly what you said is just that when somebody is helping with zero expectation in return the clients will come the 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 business will come and that's what i 
tried to explain to you, which you've done that perfectly. And there's a few others that have done that perfectly as well. I'm like, look, you'll never ever have to post in the group explaining what you do if you just offer free information, free guidance, you know, free tips, just adding value in comment threads, whatever, like people will be messaging you. And I'm sure that's happened to you, you know, and, you know, for anybody out there listening, like, you know, trying to, you know, cause I'm always thinking about the guy who's, who's maybe new to solar, who has three to $5,000 of capital that he knows he has to invest, that he's looking to get some ROI, you know, create some opportunities. And if somebody just steals that money from him, I mean, that's just, that's so sad. Like this guy or gal goes home to their spouse. They had, you know, seven, $8,000 in their checking account and most of it's gone because they just got ripped off. Like that pisses me off really. And so I really want to match those people with at least people that are trustworthy, that will do what they say, you know, can meet those expectations and work with them, you know, just aren't just going to disappear, you know? So, but uh, uh, like anything else, there's just too little of people willing to do business with other companies that don't ask for testimonials, don't ask for references, don't vet those references. I mean, it, you know, some of these guys are pretty slick. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, some of them are, are very slick, uh, too slick for, for comfort. Uh, and that's one of the things that we've done with this yeah. is, uh, because you are right that uh, I've been producing, especially since I've started recording interviews like this, where uh, we, we post it to YouTube, we, we record it, and we share it to our podcast. And there's literally dozens and dozens of fans. But uh, there's people mm -hmm. that reach out to me that they're not even liking or commenting. They're not necessarily subscribing. But they say, hey, man, I like your content, and I appreciate it. And I think that is super powerful. And like the reason I record these interviews is indirectly, yes, it may benefit my business, but I, I'm kind of focused more on the, the big picture where I, I don't want people to get scammed. There, there's no reason that anyone should get scammed. So I, 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 I talk to people and I have interviews. I've had interviews with, with Matt Burkhalter. I've had interviews with Tony Flores. I've had interviews with Daryl Dexter. I've had interviews with Russ Ward. I've had interviews with, um, uh, I'm forgetting about the last one, uh, all these marketing guys that are uh, super, they have great reputations. And I like to have interviews and kind of show people the side of the marketer who, I mean, they might potentially hire. And obviously I'm also in that cons the consideration, but I, I think it's, I mean, Mar when you think about marketing in the true sense is that it is testing like marketing is all about okay this is working but what might work better and so i think a lot mm -hmm. of people kind of just like want to they say okay i need a marketer and they're going to jump into this whatever situation is easiest and i don't think that's the right way to go about things i think you should talk to multiple people i think you should find out about their processes what makes them different how the relationship is what what kind of conversations you have how open they are to uh like giving uh, you an opportunity to tweak things specifically for what you like um and, and i think that's super important when it comes to uh hiring a marketer and the reason too is because if you look at the numbers there's no reason that almost every single solar rep couldn't be using online ads effectively like the numbers are great for solar like that's the reason we all love this industry is because 
commissions are great. Online leads are, are still relatively cheap. Uh, closing percentages are, are good enough where as long as you're not, as long as there isn't a problem connecting the dots, it should be a profitable venture and it should make everyone's lives easier. Uh, because one of the things that you said is you're focused on closing deals. And I think working with someone who's focused on bringing potential deals, I think everyone's more successful with everyone knows their role and plays it specifically. Um, I, I want to talk to you more about like the, the install side of things, because you're, you're with Titan. Um, and I know that you have a lot um, of insight on um, that side of things and uh, also sales as well. Uh, how, how has this whole pandemic been impacting you and your business right now? You know, that on the install side, on the, on the Titan solar power side, you know, we are uh, a result of sales orgs and my initial, my, my gut, my prediction was completely wrong. When this Corona thing was announced, I, I thought, wow, this is going to really hurt some of the, you know, the larger sales organizations who depend on, you know, these armies of door knockers that are going door to door and, you know, introducing themselves and creating opportunities that way. Like that's going to really hurt this aspect of our business. And I, I've been completely wrong. Like not only did those sales orgs, you know, the, the good ones, did they not, you know, stay home, you know, even though the governor or whatever was saying, keep your distance, uh, you know, stay inside, you know, the, the, the hustlers were still out there knocking doors. They were obeying social distance, wearing masks, and most people were home. And then they were so hungry for human interaction. They were actually a little more likely to entertain a conversation about a solar project than they may have ever been before. So like on the Titan side, our, our business, I mean, we have been crushing it this second quarter. And, and honestly, that, that is surprised to me. You know, I thought we would hang on tight, definitely not see an increase, but we've seen a major increase, you know, and then on my, you know, on, on my personal project sales side, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I, I have not done as well as I'd like through this last three or four months. I've only, because a lot of what I was doing was over the phone, virtual consults with referrals, but then last three months doing that creating the relationship i've struggled a little bit you know coming in cold coming in um starting from scratch with somebody and not having that that uh kind of shoehorn into the relationship but it, it's been a little bit of a struggle for me because those those people that are curious about solar are willing to take a phone consultation or a zoom meeting whatever they're probably not only agreeing to only you they're they're uh, you know they're they may be agreeing to that to three or four other companies and it's been you know it's been surprising like you know there's been some a lot more shopping that i'm used to and just people are 
you know, harder to tie down for me personally. So like it, it's made me recognize some of the areas that I lack in, in sales skills with creating relationship from starts. It's been a long time since I've had to do that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a weird, weird world. Um, it's definitely, I think the craziest, uh, time, obviously I'm, I turned 30 this year, so I'm not, I'm still on the, the young side relatively. Um, but it's yeah, definitely the craziest sure. time that I can ever remember. And I talked to my, my, my mother-in-law, my, my father-in-law about it. And they, they agree. It's like, this is, it's, it's very, it's very strange. And, and I think when it first happened back in March, I, I think there's, I think everyone felt that kind of, I want to say urge to kind of just like, like shut down. Like they, they just wanted, like, they're, yeah. they're worried, everything. I think, I think we all felt that like, Oh, this is going to be tough. Like we got to hunker down. This is, we're going to just wait for it to pass. And really what we found is people that are able to, that were just figuring out how to push through. They've actually had, I think in our industry, better results. And that's because we're very fortunate that solar is something that, it really has incredible benefits um, and especially when it helps to, when you can show people that it helps to impact uh, their wallet and their savings over the next 20 to 30 years. I mean, that we're, we're very fortunate that we're in an industry like that uh, because there are some industries that aren't quite that lucky. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the like that the fact that there's more competition um, now. And I think that's probably has a little bit to do with the, the pandemic, but I think it also just has to do with uh, the longer solar is just becoming more and more competitive every single month. Um, one of the things that someone posted in the, the Facebook group, uh, my Facebook group uh, a couple days ago, I think it might have been yesterday, was they were like, oh, I, you know, it really stinks that we have to compete with this guy. And it was a picture of Elon Musk. And I, I felt like that was a, a strange, I think that is a, I think that's a poor way to look at things because I don't think we're necessarily competing with Elon, Elon Musk, but I think there are people that are experienced that understand how you can differentiate yourself uh, from companies like Tesla. And so what I want to talk to you or what I want to ask you about is if someone is looking at a situation like that where they say, look, Tesla's pricing is awesome. They're trying to make it so that people can buy on a website. What advice would you have for, for a salesperson so that they can go out there and compete and hopefully beat Tesla in their own local market? Well, and you know, that, that conversation has been happening more and more over the last couple of weeks, because I, I know that I read in a couple of different industry uh, websites that Tesla just announced, Hey, we're dropping our prices even 30% more. So realistically, I, I honestly don't know how they are selling and installing solar as as low of a ppw as they are and then you know just they, they must be keeping it real skinny and maybe they're using it as a loss leader because the person who has tesla solar you know when they go to buy a new car a year or two down the road maybe then they're even more likely to buy a tesla so it's maybe something like that but if, if, if I was, or when I do compete with somebody who's considering Tesla and pricing's different and it is more expensive to work with me. I mean, when they're selling at $1.90 a watt, like with the power wall, it's kind of tough to compete with. 
But the one thing that that you have to ask that customer is, you know, are they the type that can just send off $20,000, you know, through a, you know, messenger chat? Cause you're not going to speak to anybody. You're not going to text anybody. If, um, you know, if, if there's some electrical work that needs to be done and maybe the electrician on site, uh, you know, sometimes when they leave a job, they'll forget to turn a breaker back on. And so of course the homeowner's calling you, oh, my bedroom lights aren't working in my third bedroom. This customer, all right, probably forgot to turn on a breaker. Why don't you walk out to your electrical panel, make sure all the breakers are on. Yep, this one was off. Okay, oh, thanks, Sonny. You know, 9.30 at night, something like that. That is not going to happen with Tesla. You're not going to have instant access to help regarding, you know, questions pre-installation, post-installation. And so it, you, you really have to sell yourself and, and the nature of the relationship, which unless you're a real sophisticated homeowner, I just, I, I think that we can win there because most of the people I speak to are not prepared to send twenty, thirty thousand dollars, you know, to Tesla and just wait for an email of when their install day is. You know what I mean? Like that's it, solar's still in the phase of early adopter stage, and so I think most people would 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 want some guidance, you know, and and a lot of guidance at that. Yeah, I, I think there's. When I, I've been thinking about it uh, for the last couple of days, and because it is something I have noticed over the course of the last like month or two, and I think it's something. It goes back to what I was talking about with the pandemic, where when people encounter a hurdle, they rather than finding a way to jump over it, they just kind of want to stop and say, "Oh, well, I can't compete with that." Um, and the thing that I like, the two main things I think I would recommend for solar professionals to focus on would be number one i mean focus on customer service and so the easiest way mm -hmm. is okay look at look at tesla's reviews right they have two star reviews or last probably well, i think every single place when it comes to solar and that's yeah, because exactly. they have they have long install times they don't you're not gonna be able to get the customer support agent on the phone um there there's been stories about people like the pricing changes when it actually comes to the install i don't, i mean i my recommendation for people, uh, even for people like you, would be like, okay, when we see those stories, let's make sure we save them. Because if we had a collection of those, I mean, that would be super powerful to be able to show your customers. And this, because all you have to really ask people is, is customer service important to you? And if they say yes, you're like, well, then you can't really go with Tesla because they're not going to be able to support you and answer your questions and help you through this process like I am. Uh, and then the second thing is, uh, I think it, it's kind of like, positioning yourself as the local business and because you're you're especially when you're when we're not necessarily when we're talking about virtual but when we're in, in when we're in our own community and we're door knocking and we're selling people in person um we we can kind of it's similar to shopping at the mom and pop shop compared to shopping at amazon where yeah i mean the pricing is going to be a little bit more expensive but you're going to get the better customer service you're going to be keeping that money in your community and you're going to be hopefully having someone that you know and trust that you can refer your friends to because i mean that, that's kind of what we're we're hoping to do is to give them such a great experience that they they want to sure. refer their friends and make life easier so i think those two things is like number one customer service just emphasize that and make sure if it's important to them then you you have a lot to kind of sell yourself on with that and then number two is positioning yourself as uh, a local business and trying to create that 
connection and build that rapport that they're not going to be able to ever get with Tesla, at least not in the foreseeable future with Tesla, because Tesla doesn't really seem to have any interest in hiring sales reps. And uh, it's, it's just interesting. because I, I think it goes back to what you were, when you said uh, loss leader. I don't really know. <laughs> I think it's because Elon Musk, I don't think, is really concerned about making money. <laughs> um, it's a very interesting uh, thing, but obviously Tesla isn't exactly profitable to begin with. Um, and solar, I think, is more about uh, branding and the environmental benefits and just kind of expanding as, as quickly as possible. Um, but I, I do think that there is opportunity for solar reps to compete with Tesla. I think you just have to uh, make sure that you're adjusting your message. Um, and the other thing, too, is yeah. Tesla isn't really um, people that are going to Tesla are looking for solar, most likely. Like they're they're in that kind of like, I'm, I'm interested, I want to buy it now mode. And so a lot of what marketing is, is hopefully we can attract people before they get to that stage. Um, so then I, I think marketing, getting those people with interruption marketing, like Facebook ads or YouTube ads or whatever it is that people are working or door knocking, where we actually go and we start to educate people before they're in that, they're making that decision. Uh, I, I think that's going to be super valuable for people. So I, the main message I want to say, say is that uh, I don't think we have anything to worry about Tesla. I think we just have to make sure that we keep an eye on them and we're able to handle that as any other objection that we might come across. Well, we're, we're both, uh, we're both saying the same thing, but differently. And that is you're not going to be able to compete with Tesla on price. So if you're trying to sell price versus price, like, yeah, just move on. But that is not where you're going to beat Tesla. If you're going to compete with Tesla and earn that business, it's going to be because of, of a relationship and what you, you know, the differences that you're going to be able to provide before installation and after installation. And there's plenty of poor feedback and I'm a Tesla fan. So it's not like I, I mean, I, I think what Elon does is awesome, but um, I'm not going to just let him take my business, you know? So there's enough resources out there, bad feedback, you know, customer reviews that you can point to that will, bring that homeowner back into the conversation of, yeah, maybe this is a little bit, you know, more expensive, but it is going on my roof. It is going on my most important investment, my house. You know, I want to be able to get a hold of somebody in a jam, you know, and that's, that's where we can separate ourselves. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. And uh, Tesla is, it's interesting. I think, Solar professionals should be happy that Elon is uh, focused more on the, the automobile and going to Mars side of his life uh, because the, obviously Tesla solar is, I don't think it's necessarily their main focus, um, but it, it's just, uh, there's still opportunity for everybody. And I, I think that we just have to be prepared to differentiate ourselves because I, I, I don't also don't think that Tesla is going to be the last company that's going to be able to just keep cutting prices and cutting prices just to get market share. So it's not, we, we have to just focus on building value and uh, once again, not competing on price. And if we're talking to someone that their only concern is price and if our price is higher, they're never going to buy with us, then we just need to stop wasting our time with that conversation and just politely tell them, hey man, I, I, I understand, I wish you the best because there, there are some prospects that aren't worth 
the time um, if it's not possible, if it's not really an open opportunity. If they're only going to compete on price and they just want to keep asking us questions until we lower that number lower and lower, then uh, those are the type of customers that we probably want to avoid anyways. Uh, so my last or the last question I have written down for you is kind of more of a, a hypothetical question. And it's a little bit more on the fun side because I, I, I've, been here, I've been following you on Facebook for a few months and I, I know you're, 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 you love sports. Is that correct? Or you, yeah, you, I do. You, you follow sports. Okay. So my question for yeah. you is on the sports side of things, um, I, the hypothetical I have is the coronavirus never, ever goes away and sports are never able to really return to what they, what they were able to. Um, and all the athletes in the world are, are going to look to, they're going to be looking to join the solar industry. So my question for you is, uh, if you were to hire one athlete to be a solar rep, a solar rep, what athlete would you hire and why? Well, I would say Tom Brady. The guy, the guy is a natural born leader. He wins. Uh, he outworks everybody. Uh, he's always positive. Um, you know, he, he's grinding you know, when others aren't and, and he just does all those little things. Um, you know, he's totally in control of his health and, you know, it's, it's all of that collectively that put him in position to have a, to have a chance to win that game. It doesn't mean that he always wins games. Like, you know, same with Michael Jordan. It's just, they just, or LeBron, you know, they're just certain, people or Kobe, you know, those, those really, I've mentioned four, yes, for one, so sorry. But, no, um, but I think they're, they're all soul brothers. You know what I mean? They are all cut from the same cloth. And, and that's, you know, in the off season, which in solar sales, we really don't have like an off season, but we do have off time. And so, when I picture LeBron going into solar, I'm thinking that when he's not knocking doors or when he's not making calls or, you know, visiting with homeowners, you know, he's studying how to get better. He's, you know, reading, you know, new, new information about techniques or, or role playing and going through practice, you know, to get better. So, it's that type of person, that type of approach that does create an unlimited, you know, there is no ceiling opportunity in solar sales or owning a solar business or a solar marketing business. It's, it's really how much are you willing to, to push, you know, and that's what we all want is we want the opportunity to, you know, create our own, our own domain. We have no limits put on us. And that's, that's why we're all involved in this. I love it. Yeah. So all four of those people crossed my mind when I was uh, thinking about uh, this question, when I wrote it down earlier. Yeah, and that's uh, a cool question. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, the, the, I think there's parts of each of their, um, like careers in there. Well, we can see, we can see why they're successful and how it translates to solar. So like Kobe and Michael Jordan, just like that relentless obsession, the competitive nature, 
they would be knocking doors 20 they'd probably be knocking doors 20 hours a day uh, they you know they they just have that like they're 100 percent focused on the goal um lebron what i love about lebron and i think what translates to solar is he as he's grown as a player he's always evaluating his uh, his weaknesses, and he's always trying to improve on his weaknesses. And I think from Solar's rep, we, we need to be able to look at what part are is, is our weakest point. Are, are we when we're knocking, when we're closing, when we're pitching, when we're doing our mark, like uh, looking at your business as a whole and finding the weakest parts, and then working on that specific aspect. And then uh, Tom Brady is just—I mean, Tom Brady just wins, man. He he does whatever it takes. Yeah. And I, I think you know I actually used to, I used to despise Tom Brady. And now he's one of my favorite athletes because he got to a point where it was just like um, he's so good you can't not like him. Um, and there's there's something about when you're looking at someone who's, who's the greatest of all time, it's just incredibly um, fun and it, it's just an incredible experience to be able to witness their dedication. And that's really what he is. He's dedicated dedicated to his craft and he wants to do it as long as possible. And obviously he's um, probably the, the the goat when it comes to, to quarterbacks for sure um, awesome Sonny well I'm glad we, we I'm, I'm glad we had uh, uh, that uh, let me ask you this which athlete would you not No, I don't want to ask that I was gonna ask which athlete would you not want um, and I'm trying to think of like all the the headaches and the troublemakers out there um, of people that you w- wouldn't necessarily want to hire but I don't want to put anybody on blast um, but yeah man well, I, I, go ahead the only one I can think of is like well, I, you know, I just go to, I go to um, the guys in the NFL who sign these huge contracts and then just like, they never, they never really even try. So they might have been awesome in college or they might've had an awesome three, four years with another team. They reach free agency, but like someone like the, God, what was what was his name? The quarterback from LSU that went to the Raiders, Jamarcus Russell, I think his name was. He signed this, you know, fifty million dollar deal, and I don't, I think he only threw one touchdown pass, and just it was, he was, he had, you know, this quarterback stud body, but just wouldn't work. Like the coaches, they would give him fake game film to watch that night, and it would be like a movie. And the next day, hey, did you watch that? you know, practice film. Oh yeah. Yeah. I watched it. And it was, you know, dumb and dumber. And they, and he didn't even bother to open up the case, just telling them that they did it or, or like Albert Hainsworth, you know, that guy, he was awesome on the Titans, unstoppable, you know, and then the Reds can sign him for $80 million and he just gains 80 pounds and doesn't, you know, I think he suited up like three or four times and hurt his back and just, and so the prima donnas there there's a lot of prima donnas and in sales look we can all i've had my moments where you're a prima donna because when you're kicking butt and you're always at the top of the leaderboard it is it's easy to get cocky to get fat and happy to get complacent and to keep that hunger that's what separates jordan brady kobe lebron is that they chase that ring right after accepting the ring you know what i mean so that's it's just exceptional individual especially jordan um like the, the documentary the last dance oh, which yeah. was was awesome i mean it's oh, brilliant. that i i think i think him and i think well, kobe, i grew up I in utah kobe, you're 
Are yeah, you in I Utah? Yes, yes, I am. So you were there for the, or okay. not there, but you uh, were on the Utah side for the flu game. Uh, well, both. Well, I was living for the '98 series. I was living in Iowa, and I worked in a call center, MCI. All we did was, you know, call people, try to get them to switch from AT and T over to MCI, and you. You know, it was it was a different world where that like actually was even a profession where you could make great money. But it was a college town, but I was surrounded by all these Bulls fans. And I don't think a person's ever talked as much crap as I did during that year. During that year, talking about how Stockton Malone were gonna finally take Jordan off his throne. Oh, and then no. they won game <laughs> one. So the Jazz were up one zip. And I'm thinking, oh dude. Here it comes. Like, we're finally going to taste the glory, baby. And then just Jordan, you know, the jazz fell apart and Jordan just ripped. He's, he's ripped my heart out twice, like literally ripped it out twice. And, but like Barkley said in the last dance, like, it's a privilege to lose. I mean, it, it sucks to lose, no doubt. But if that's who you're losing to is the most tenacious, unstoppable champion goat, like so be it i mean there's no shame being number two to that like it's, he's just a force yeah i to be fair though i think barkley may say that just to justify why he doesn't have any rings um i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> uh one last thing, one thing he's got to make himself yeah, feel better i mean yeah you can't say oh yeah well you know second yeah you know there's you're not if you're not first you're last and then he would have to admit he's last but yeah um one of the things too that I, or that you mentioned that I, I kind of so I'm a hockey fan so my uh, a little bit different I mean I love all sports so I'm familiar with baseball and basketball and football but one of the things like you think that you look at when you see these athletes is any athlete that comes into training camp not like significantly overweight um, like that would be a red flag for anyone that you're hiring in sales because that just tells you that they don't oh, yeah. they don't they don't put in the work away from oh, yeah. their job and they don't respect their job. And then I know in hockey, especially there, you, you do see that a lot where people have their contract year and they have an incredible, incredible season. And then they get a big contract and they just fall off a cliff. And uh, anyone who has ever done that, that would be um, someone who I probably wouldn't want on my, my solar team because then it would just be, well, uh, it'd be and, insanely and it's frustrating funny that you too. bring that up. Well, it, it's funny that you bring that up because a, a lot of times when I'm working with the sales org and you know, they have people that aren't performing that should be performing or I'm just trying, I just can't get any sales, huh? you know? And so, you know, part of that is they shadow you, you shadow them. And I would always be amazed at the people who weren't doing well, just their their body language of you know their shirts untucked they look like a slob there's splatters on their keyboard on their screen it just like there's so much about them without even beginning a conversation about solar that communicates they're not serious you know what i mean and so like you recognizing as a potential coach and one of your star athletes comes in and he's, you know, significantly overweight than he was prior season. Uh, God, I think that that happens in sales too. And it, it you know, obviously it's not a, a weight issue, but it could be other 
signs that this person just they're they're not paying attention to details they're they're not doing some of the basics what is your philosophy when it comes to that like is it more of a, a coach them up and coach them out do you have do you have a lot of do you have a lot mm-hmm. of patience for working with people like that like what is it from your perspective when you're when you're looking for people that are a part of your team um what how i hope that makes sense like what is your uh yeah. how, how how long of a leash do you give uh reps that are obviously supposed to be doing their job and they're not doing it to their highest potential you know i initially it's it's all fire them up don't fire them fire them up and but if they're just not getting it like you're not doing them any favors keeping them around and leading them to believe that they're somehow going to get it when you know that they're just not so you know and i and it's not a it any good coach will tell you that it's it's not a hard policy it really depends on the individual and it's that's just based on experience and sometimes you're right sometimes you're wrong you know i've i've seen people struggle with one organization move to another and they they just clicked better with that team or you know the way they did things and and do much better um but it it all sales is so much self drive and and if you don't have any self discipline or any routines that you keep yourself in and goal setting for yourself like it it'll just fall apart because especially if you are successful the highs or the lows if you're if you're super far down or you're super far up not being organized and and disciplined it, it, it's going to backfire on you i i agree a hundred percent and i think that's a a great place to leave it um sonny i just want to say thank you for for taking the chance to, to chat with me today uh if anyone um had any questions for you or um they, they wanted to reach out to you directly what would be the best way for them to reach out uh first yeah just message me on facebook you know, if you're if you're in the solar industry, you sell solar, or you own a sales organization, and you're looking to sell more solar, then we'd love to have you part of the group, Solar Pros. Um, I'd love to have some of that marketing, you know, conversation in our group as well, just because there are enough people in there that it applies to. So please add value there, Kyle. I know it's it's tough to be posting in multiple groups i totally get that but we love it when you do you always you always bring awesome constructive information that people really find a lot of value from and so you know um well see that's why you need to join my group because it's not all i, I try to share the best with yours but uh a lot of the stuff we do is we, we have fun where uh one of the things i do is i create like memes and so memes that uh, people in the solar industry might be able to share to their network and maybe get some of the people in their personal network to start thinking about solar in a different way. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, I definitely think uh, your group 
Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for making it to the end of my little podcast here. That means you're one of the dozens and dozens of true supporters, and I greatly appreciate it. Um, I think if you made it all the way to the end, that means that you at least didn't hate the episode. Um, So I I greatly appreciate that you uh, made it all the way through. And uh, since you're one of our dozens of supporters, I would love if you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit that follow button or whatever platform you're on. Maybe go ahead and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. We appreciate that you tuned in to listen and we look forward to you listening again soon.